That's one, two, three. Anything with that. that. Eventually that joke's going to stop being funny, but. Until then it lives in my head. (laughs) I'm going to bed. I changed my mind. No podcast for you. (laughs) How are you about that day? (laughs) It is. You uh, star cross lovers and you cross the line. It's Valentine's Day ish, and I'm very tired. But we wanted to get back on track with these Sailor Moon episodes. And I'm Kip, and with me is Allie. Hi. How's it going, Allie? It's going. Yeah. It's Sunday night. It's weird vibes for podcasting. Weird vibes for Elmo. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I got Wordle in two today. That's pretty good. I'm not sure how you did that, though. It was pretty intense. No idea. Um, but let's give a little update on uh, the life situation of it's New Year's. Now you have COVID. <laughs> now you have to change your whole life around for like personal stuff. And it's like back to back to back. So we're finally done. Question mark. Hopefully knock on Hope wood. So. Is that wood? Is that wood? But yeah, so um, a lot of life stuff going on. A lot of things are off schedule, but we are just about done with sailor moon and getting to the more juicy parts of pretty guardian sailor moon at the same time as uh the um shows you Jetman jet man and the comrade build episodes are chugging along and the comrade keep episodes are almost done and we're getting ready to select our next show on that but ali uh what's new since we last recorded it's been a little shorter than usual i know what is happening we mentioned sailor moon sasha banks last time but that was like last minute. Okay, so Royal Rumble was the last thing we talked about. Yeah. Uh, you got into Jackass. I did, I did, I did. That was the thing that happened this week. Mm-hmm. We watched five Jackass movies. <laughs> I, sh- I should say this. Um, This is a podcast within a podcast called The Name Moon, a podcast you where we look at Sailor Moon the anime and Pretty Guardians of the Moon, the live action, the live action show. And, uh, this time we looked at episodes 41 through 42 of the anime and 18 through 20 of the live action. And yeah, we did watch five Jackass movies. Yes. Unrelated to Sailor Moon much, but what's your thought on on Jackass? Because I told you you would like it, and then you, we watched the first one, and you seemed kind of horrified. I did not like the first one. I was <laughs> not having a good time. And then the next day, we were like, okay, time for the second one. It's kind of like the room, I think, where like that the was the thing that started, and now we're going for it. Like the first time you watched the room with me, you were like, "What's this?" And now it's one of your favorite movies. Or like the first time you heard the song "Stupid Horse" by um, Hundred Gecks, you're like, "What's this?" Because the like the first time we watched the room, I then we did not watch the room for like three years after that. It snuck up on you though, and I think now you know to trust me a little more. But okay, no, we saw James Frank, the James Franco movie first. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's time to watch The Room again. And then once I knew that he was Greg's age, 
I just need a line. You give me one line to hold on to. And if your asshole I will. can't see the Greg, the Greg can't see your asshole. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, you all, you want to like The Room more than Disaster Artist because we've never rewatched that movie. You didn't like The Room. You thought Why would I Disaster Artist Disaster was fine. Artist then Franco you love The Room. No, fuck James Franco. But so with Jackass, though, it was much quicker. Like, I think we like I was honestly surprised. Like, I re- remember them being more vulgar, but like. I feel like all of the puke and the shit and like the dicks and the buttholes were like much more endearing and like manageable. I don't care about the dicks and the buttholes. I don't like the puking. I don't like the shit. I do not like all the bestiality. To be fair, it's mostly animal abuse, not bestiality. Uh, um, I think you'd have to ask the animals how they felt about that. If the animal doesn't make an O face, it's vegetarian, I think. I need to go to sleep. You need to go to sleep. You're uh, the one who said it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Jackass, you kind of understood, though. Like, I mean, like, and, like, that second movie, like, you wanted to watch it, but, like, there was a reluctance, but you were kind of into it. But no, then- the second movie, you said, oh, it's Jackass <laughs> Hour. And I said, oh, okay, Jackass Hour. And we started watching <laughs> And you were into it. And then, like. And then the next night, I was like, oh, so now we have to watch two and a half. <laughs> And you love that. You're like, I love this weird continuity. And I didn't realize Two and a Half was a full different movie. I'd seen it like at beach houses and whatever and like made and shit, but I didn't know it was an actual whole movie. I liked Three a lot, but then Three and a Half was my favorite. It was Two, though, where you clicked, though, because during Two, you heard your line, which is, can you explain the line that made you click with Jackass and understand it? The camera can't see your asshole. No, your asshole can't see the camera. The camera can't see your asshole. Because I think they were trying to shoot fireworks from Steve-O's butt. And Johnny Knoxville was saying that to him. Yep. And I think you, like, understood the logic. You're like, this is just like the McElroys, except different. (laughs) Except for if they were your friends. I do feel like I'm saying, oh, I've done this, or I would have done this more than you like. Or more than you expect, or... I did meet your friends, though, and it makes sense. There's certain stuff where it's just like, oh, they're just like falling out of trees into snow. That's normal. Or like, oh, they're just like riding a bike. Oh, they're just tasing each other. They're just helping each other pee and saying bros. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. I think you have a thesis on girls and a thesis on boys. And on boys, you very much are like, boys are... Dumb dumb but i had um a pitch for you actually for a story you should write is this what you were laughing maniacally about yes before we started you should just make jackass but it's sailor boon like johnny knoxville realizes he's the boon princess or the boon prince or whatever like you don't even have to change anything you could just be like oh and like tuxedo mask (laughs) tuxedo Our cat just like tumbled into the cat tree between us very sneakily. She's pretending she didn't. She's pretending she did it on purpose. You can have one of them be like tuxedo ask and like and like throw a rose in somebody's butt. It'll be great. You can do that. Okay. You can have that one. I thought that doing jackass, like doing Sailor Moon, but they're all boys doing pranks with each other would be very good for you. <laughs> I don't think I'm qualified to write pranks. Isn't that what you aspire to do? Like write pranks? Like, oh man, look at this. 
I tied your shoelaces together. <laughs> tie your shoelaces together. I'm wearing slippers. <laughs> when you least expect it. Ah, yes. I guess you least expect it when you're wearing slippers. Yeah, that is true. Not to get you slippers with shoelaces. I just got home, so I am getting assailed by many pets. But should not stop us though from saying, "What's your favorite jackass um, stunt?" Actually, that was. What was the butthole or was it something else? The double kick. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the most. So Jackass three or three and a half or whatever. Three and a half. They're just hanging out in the suburb. Like in other movies, they're like traveling the world. Three and a half. They were like super just hanging out. And it like it was even like it was set up differently than two and a half was too, where it was just like it felt way more chill and like endearing and reminiscent of the filming process. I think that Jackass might be the closest thing we have to like an actual like loving tribute to Hollywood. Like the way they have musical bits, the way they like reference stuff, like old Charlie Chaplin bits and like it's very immersed in cinema in a way that most modern movies are and like it even like does modern action movies better because you always hear like oh like there has to be an action scene every 10 minutes of the movie and like with jackass they like are referencing cinema and doing action scenes more often it, it's really a massive achievement and like the characters are dear to you there's plot lines it's very good uh filmmaking yeah those sounds like smart words about something fun <laughs> that's fair <laughs> you just like friendship yeah, I like it when they're really excited after one of them gets hurt and then they're all bonded. <laughs> one of your favorite bits is probably when Bam Margera had a tennis ball, a tennis racket, and just like hit Ryan down to the balls of it, <laughs> walking by it. Like it, it wasn't even a bit. It was like the. And when they made them fall, each other fall out of the director's chairs. <laughs> but. Yeah, my favorite bits were the ones that weren't bits. Bam just broke his chair. I don't think he even fell, really. I think he did that all to himself. (laughs) No, I don't think it was Ryan's fault at all. No. April's my favorite, though. Yeah, it's (laughs) wild how Bam's mom becomes such a great character. Like, at first you're like, oh, she's so dumb and put up over there. You're like, oh, she's actually, like, super with it. And she's super along for the ride. But no, uh, that's a lot of... Jackass talk for maybe the fans of Sailor Moon who might not have context, uh, but good movies. I would recommend them. Just be paired for some male nudity and uh, male fluids. Don't feel bad if you have to close your eyes. Yeah, I do think that like they mostly you can get through the poop, which is my new album too. <laughs> but uh. Let's talk about Sailor Moon, though, since we uh, are wildly sleeping off track. Yeah, (laughs) Gotta be dumb, you gotta be tough. Guess what? You go first. Ha ha. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, as I said before, we're entering the endgame of the Sailor Moon anime. So, that's episode 41. I won't run away from love anymore. Ambi versus Mamoru. This episode opens with Endymion going to Africa to get Matoki's girlfriend, who's like trying to unfossilize Pokemon or whatever she's doing. 
and I forget her name. Uh, something. Um, she's one of the seven demons because they were all like people like that. And he like sucks her up into crystal because there's a plot to reunite the people who were the seven demons into one big monster that'll destroy the world. And that is when we see Rio, who was the um, very protagonist looking boy with the plainest face I've ever seen, um, who is being hunted. He still has his precognitive abilities, which I didn't think they would keep after they lost their demon side. But sure. Um, and he's like, he might have been psychic before the demon stuff. It's like, like unrelated. How Ray has exorcism powers. Oh, okay. I kind of assume like it was due to his thing because like they all had powers, but okay. That makes sense. I don't know. I'm just making it up. Makes sense, though. Um, but he's staying one one step ahead of Endymion, who's... Can you describe Endymion's casual outfit? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sunglasses at night. <laughs> he's wearing, like, a, a, like, black leather pants, black shoes, and, like, a black, like, leather jacket but it almost looks like um i forget what they're called but almost looks like a weather sweatshirt leather sweatshirt and then he's wearing big square sunglasses and it's the whole thing he's like i'm not sticking out at all i mean he's sticking out less than in his dark kingdom prince lordling soldier cape and sword and boots i see I don't get what was the design situation like what was the what happened in like 1987 where like everything in the 90s has to have like those like shoulder pads are like jutting out because like he has them the Saiyan armor has them in Dragon Ball I'm pretty sure they're in like a bunch of like cyberpunk designs like from other stuff Um, and later on Sailor V has them too. So I'm not sure like what made the like shoulder pad arbor a thing in the 90s, but it's a, it's a thing, I guess. But regardless, um, he like calls Ami and um, tells her not to worry about him and just to like make sure Ray's grandfather's not snatched. Um, I completely forgot that Ray's grandfather was one of the seven monsters. Yeah, it was. um. The dude with the crane. The illustrator girl. It was Matoki's girlfriend. Rhett Butler. Was it the guy with the photos? Rio, the grandpa. How ma- Wait, how many are there? And the priest. There's seven. So, it, so maybe the photo guy wasn't one of the demons? Is Rio the photo guy? Was the guy who was taking photos of people? He just got possessed. He wasn't one of the demons. Yeah, no, he just got possessed. It was just like at the same time. <laughs> okay. I was mad we didn't get to see Boxy. Yeah, you liked Boxy a lot. Boxy was my favorite. And Double Mag, a priest in the live action. Who is not Boxy. Who is not Boxy. But yeah, Um. so describe the general vibe and look of Ami this episode. Horny. <laughs> She's like wearing an anime. It's winter also. So like... <laughs> She's wearing what I call the anime special, and that's when a character has casual clothes that are, like, themed after themselves. Like, they have their name on it, like how Krillin has, like, a Krillin hat, and, like, 
Dragon Ball Z and like she's wearing like a cardigan or like something mm-hmm. that has like her name on it or like With a just big a big letter a. a yeah and also like a very short skirt for the smart one but uh she has a boyfriend i guess so it's a thing and she's like super like goes to find him with mako and mako's like even sailor scouts could fall in love and they're like talking about stuff and like it, the way mako talks to her is very much like the way that like an eight-year-old is more worldly than like a seven-year-old is very like is. all about love there's a boy i knew one time he actually had ears just like rio but i know he's yours <laughs> and i love him. and then he died or he uh switch buses i don't know one of the two <laughs> could be both what if she has like really bad face blindness but is really optimistic <laughs> uh, has anyone done that with um cinderella like written from the perspective of the prince who has like really bad face blindness it's <laughs> like oh damn it i i know these shoes fit though try to figure this out <clears throat> But regardless, uh, so they're all running around the city. Um, and then um, Jupiter tries to fight Endymion on her own. And it's a very. He is so much hotter than Tuxedo Mask <laughs> or Mamoru. It's a very sexually charged fight scene for Mako. <laughs> Mako's very vulnerable to boy. And he's very much being like very flirty when he not beats her up. Yeah, he like gets frustrated that she's wasting his time and can't fight good enough and is like, I'll show you. And then he goes to punch her and then doesn't punch her. It tells her to look her, look him up when she's more ready for him. Yeah. Everybody gets to flirt with Tuxedo Mask in this episode. Or Tuxedo Mask gets to flirt with everybody in this episode. I'm not sure which. I think they get to flirt with him. And of course, that leads us to um, Rio leading Avi to an amusement park. Always wanted to go there with him, but he has to just let him stay there to die. Like, he says, oh, I always wanted to go to an amusement park with you. Well, we did it. Let me die now. Like not even being dramatic. <laughs> I mean, he's being over dramatic. We're not. That's what he says. And then my next note is the woman respecter and Dimion. And I think he like says to Ami, I don't want to have to hurt you or whatever. And then they fight. But like she tricks him and gets the dark crystal and like just throws on the ground, smash it. I was like, that's a that's a shitty crystal without the magic involved. But um then she and Rio get to go on a date on a ferris wheel and throw a big ball at their friend's balls <laughs> but no um i think that rio and abby are very charming i really thought this episode was gonna be like matter more like to the end game <laughs> plot mm-hmm. and it was just kind of uh, besides like endymion hurting my soul it was kind of a filler episode so it's weird because we're so close to the end, but also I wonder if that monster ever actually gets made, like in the like panel ultimate episode. It's like, oh no. It seems like there's not enough episodes for it to become important again, again. Yeah, I don't know. But uh we get a really great next time on here too. 
But that only leads into your episode, which is episode 42. Episode 42, Sailor Venus's past, Monaco's tragic love. So my notes for this episode are a mess because just weird shit just kept happening. And they kept addressing things that were less <laughs> weird than the things that they weren't addressing. Um, but basically, all the girls are out looking for um, the secret hideout to the Dark Kingdom. Oh, you missed a very important part of the last episode. What? That Usagi, Moontira, Actions, and Dimian. Oh, and they think yeah. that she brings Tuxedo Mask or Mamoru back. And then the Dark Kingdom, like, slurps up his body and takes him away again. And then Queen Batali is like, his energy is good. He'll be my successor. And I totally don't know who is... Is it Metallia or Queen Beryl that Endymion was betrothed to before he fell in love with Serenity? I'm starting to think it might be Beryl, but I feel like Metallia makes more sense. Yeah, or is I one of them Metallia. Yeah. Unless one of them's his mom. Like, maybe Metallia's his mom and he was betrothed to Queen Beryl, or Queen Beryl's his mom and he was, like, betrothed to Metallia, but... <laughs> yeah, so that's why they're looking for the entrance to the Dark Kingdom, is because... They took he took they took Mamoru again. Unless they tell us not, I think we know we haven't been given proof that he was not betrothed to one of the female bad guys. So we have to assume he was. Um so none of the girls can find it, but there's um dark spots covering the sun, just like there was when the Moon Kingdom was destroyed. Um so down in the Dark Kingdom. Queen Barrow's talking about how, like, once the dark spots completely cover the sun, that means is gonna awaken. They just need the silver crystal now. And Kunze is Kunze, and he has a plan. Mm-hmm. He has found someone who knows Sailor Venus's true identity. An Interpol police officer in England named Katarina, who used to be best friends with Venus and or Sailor V and thought of her as her little sister. And knew Monaco's secret and identity knows Monaco's secret identity. But also didn't know that she was Sailor Venus. She was like, ah, oh, Sailor V, Sailor Venus. That part v. didn't make any sense. <laughs> and of course, Monaco had a boy that she loved from her time in England, Alan. Right. So Monaco disappears after getting called a phone call from Katerina, who Artemis apparently doesn't know any of this stuff. So I don't know if Monaco just didn't debrief with him after the mission or if she wasn't working for Artemis before going to London, but yeah, a little while ago, Monaco was in London. It looks like Jack the Ripper looking types. For a, <laughs> looking for um some Dark Kingdom monster, falls in love with this guy named Alan, and then when there's a monster attack, yeah, literally stumbles into him. When there's a monster attack, she. Helps Katarina fight off the monster and they become best friends. And Katarina's her big sister, and Katarina treats her like her little sister. And they have picnics and stuff. All three and of them. Lay and she lays in Katarina's lap. And it's all three of them. She introduces Katarina to Alan. Doesn't realize that Katarina just thinks she's a little child. And her and Alan are secretly, I was going to say fucking, but that's probably true. Well, until later when there's a grenade. Right. <laughs> she gets so. stuck in an alleyway after getting hit by a grenade and sees them <laughs> embrace. And then she's like, oh, okay. 
guess it's time for me to pretend to be dead. It's better for them. I'll just peace out now. Um, but so present day, Monaco goes to the hotel to meet Katarina, is traumatized by Katarina's reappearance and sad about Alan, absolutely not paying attention to how very, very sketchy Katarina's being, is just excited that Monaco is wearing or that Katarina's wearing the necklace Monaco gave her. Alan's such a weird dude because we only see him. He's walking next to Monaco in the middle of like 18th century London. And then she falls and like wraps the arms. And I don't know if they were hanging out beforehand or not. Like, was he helping her? Was he like police or Interpol? And we never see. He's just, <laughs> just there. some random dude. He's like some random no point dude. Do you think that they were like together searching for a monster before she fell in his arms? Or is it just like... I think they met up. I don't <laughs> think it was monster related. Like, I think they had met already and they like were walking home together or something from like coffee or something and then she tripped and then it was romantic. I don't know. It was nonsense. Um, So Katarina's trying <laughs> to convince her to take her to meet the rest of the Guardians and finally Monaco's like, huh, this is not good. No, you can't meet them. And leaves. And Kunzit's like, well, pushing her any further isn't going to work. I'm going to turn you into a giant butterfly monster so you can go attack her instead. Which I don't understand how that's going to help the situation if the point is to be finding out who Sailor Moon is. But whatever. Maybe Kunzit, like, afterwards, like, oh, wait. We weren't finding out if Monaco was by Shit. <laughs> I had different... Different priorities. Yeah. Different mission. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Usagi and Luna and Artemis come and rescue Monaco from evil butterfly sexy lady Katarina. From her head tie pose, though. She was very much in like a arms up, super blushing, wearing her so skirt. So blushing. <laughs> and they decide that they need to steal a boat. And that's how they're going to get away. And then Luna's like, Usagi, transform into a sailor. No, like a real sailor. So then Usagi's wearing like a cute little all-white sailor outfit the rest of the episode. And she looks very good in it. She's very adorable in it. So they steal a little boat, take the little boat out to an abandoned, giant, enormous cruise ship. Now, Titanic was popular. That's my read. (laughs) And this is where they debrief about Monaco's whole tragic love story with Alan. And Usagi's like so upset about it and so angry at Katarina. And so when Katarina's monster shows up, it really seems like Usagi's just gonna kill her. Yeah, they have this conversation where like she has to be told to like not to like use the refresh on her. She's like, she's a person, you've done this a bunch. Like you were just gonna kill her. Like because- you said flat out, like, oh no, these ones are people. We can't kill these ones. Oh, but this bitch, she stole Alan from Monaco. <laughs> Yeah, me and Monaco are like hair intertwined. Like when you slight her, you slight me. <laughs> I still can't believe that shit. That like they, they had a salon episode. I was like, oh, we were brushing our hair. That's why she thought it was. What a just make let the girls kiss. Don't like. <laughs> I don't know. Just let the girls kiss. It's more sapphic if they brush their hair <laughs> into each other. I think that's the. That, I think that's the end of the episode. Uh yeah, that's it. I think at the end, like, they're on the pier. And I think, like, Katarina steals the, like, Titanic. 
Oh yeah, Katarina does go back to England on the giant cruise ship <laughs> that was abandoned in Tokyo in the middle of the ocean. And then we see like a bunch of like um ending shots like when like animes have like the epic like still frame with more detail and more shadow but there's like four of them of like Minako and like Usagi's just like she's more mature than us these episodes are just weird episodes and then as we move into the live action we get a totally different Minako yeah she probably changes the most I feel like we are in the live action though and uh slightly messed up our coloration i think actually between us but episode 18 is my episode at last all five serosechi are together yeah i hope it's your episode because i have zero notes on this one (laughs) i wrote girls fight usagi has a handkerchief um so basically um at the end of last episode ray defended minako instead of attacking the monster and the monster gets away so minako is very upset at her it's like are you an adult or are you a child what's wrong with you He's like, well, I didn't know I was your babysitter. And then Usagi goes to her like home ec knitting class that has been a much larger plot point. Like you like brought up her watching. It's been like a f- six episode arc. But um, and like her teacher's like, oh, you only made a handkerchief, Usagi. Right, because all three episodes that we watched for this week still have to do with their knitting class. And like, I like how they do it do it later with Ami actually like it's kind of cool how they make it a thing for long-term storytelling but it's just like weird at every point but that um yeah so then Mako wants to help Usagi by gathering intel on Mamoru um but then um Ray and Minako fight over who could take care of the dog that they like rescued last time better Ray so- shows up with some dog food <laughs> Right as Minako's showing up, Minako sees Ray and the dog food and has her driver drive her away. So Ray goes to go feed the dog. Minako shows up with boxes and boxes of like good quality wet dog food instead of raised crappy dry dog food. And this priest did nothing. This priest did not feed this dog. This priest did not water this dog the priest is just like oh maybe at church tomorrow somebody will want to adopt this dog and like the girls make posters and like ray makes like six different like drawings of the dog and then like Monaco makes a painting that's gigantic of the dog and they each have like different names for and artemis is a little bit just like what are you doing so mako finds out that um memoru loves Hina. Uh was that from Matoki? Yeah. Yes. She, she asks Matoki. Is it is this also where she gives him the scarf or is that that's next time. Yes. Nope, that's later. Okay. But yeah, so like he says that like very idly and like I think this is where she finds out that they're engaged too. But then um the priest is having mass and like everyone's going to mass, which is weird, but I it's just a thing. Like Tokyo's a big city. There's probably not a lot of big Catholic churches. Like, I understand as somebody who, like, um, self-selects in into Catholic churches in Japan by watching Toku, I think there's less than I presume because they like to the <laughs> film there and the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, the other series that I'm currently watching, um, like, with Steph, like, like the motif is stained glass. So I'm definitely like 
seeing more Catholic churches than your typical Japanese person would, I think. But um, yeah, um, that is when um, I wrote Hina is devoted to tuxedo mask. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think that's a Miss Dogberry. (laughs) At the mass, they all are there, including like Hina and Mamoru. Because this is the church that we find out that Hina and Mamoru were childhood sweethearts, (laughs) or at least one-sided childhood sweethearts, and that she always has imagined getting married to Mamoru (laughs) in this church. And that's why he has to go to mass with her, so he can like, get the vibes of the church to agree that this is a good spot for a wedding. Now, are her parents dead too, you think, or, or are they Absolutely. alive? Okay. I think, see, I understand oh, my parents are dead and I'm rich and I'm 17. I better get married to my childhood sweetheart. That makes sense to me. Haven't we all? But um, I kind of don't know if she has family or not. Like, it's very like tragic that like he loves her, but also he's clearly not in love with her. Also, like, he's tuxedo mask. He's got shit to do. That goes up a couple times, but, like, at least here, like, he's, like, getting drained by, like, the mask monster. It's like, oh, no. Um, And um, I wrote that um, Usagi has a heart. I forget what that's in reference to. She, like, looks at them and goes, aw. Because they're, like, laying on the floor holding hands. Except for I'm pretty sure Hina has a ring on and Usagi just doesn't process that look he's 14 it's not mamaru and it's not food (laughs) um and then we see the big something i love about toku is like how they escalate the fights like oh we're all here and like we see jadite and nephrite team up and like i came back to life just to take you apart and then nephrite also says something too but uh (laughs) Then the whole team like teams up and does their poses and they have like Minako in the center as like the princess. And like it's all like, oh yeah. And like there's like weird angles too of like was it Ami who was super far away? But like I when think it was they Mako. Okay, like but they like finish the shot where it makes sense, but they start the shot like where it looks weird. Then we get the whole team fighting though. Um and Ray and Minako kill the priest monster. And then um, the other girls hurt Nephrite, and the fight ends. And they're like, yay. We Minako did it. tells Ray that her new orders are to never leave Sailor Moon alone. And I just wish they would hurry up and tell me what the deal is. Like, I don't know if Monaco knows she's not the princess. I think she has to if she's telling Ray that she can't leave Sailor Moon alone. She has to know that Sailor Moon is really the princess. In the anime, we were talking about how Monaco has trouble initially establishing personality because she's like the skinnier, taller, more blonde one. And like, there's no conflict there with her and Kusagi, but like, it does make it hard for her to have personality and also stand out. So I get putting her in like for all the stuff like the show's done and like, you can't be the mood princess. You don't know how to ice skate. Like, I get (laughs) using her as a stand in because like, they're roughly the. You could totally mistake who the princess is. Yeah. If you're like, oh, like get the blonde princess. And then like you scan Monaco, you're like, oh, yeah, total princess. Got Usagi's hair in her head. <laughs> yeah, hair DNA. <laughs> but yeah, um, it must be like a thing. Like 
I don't think Luna knows, but I think that definitely Artemis and probably Monaco knows. And I guess that implies too that like Queen Barrel and shit like has no memory of like their faces or like it's partially there. I don't know. Or like we also don't know how old they were when the Moon Kingdom died, I guess. Yeah, maybe they or were like old how enough. much Queen of Errol was really around. Because like in the anime, I feel like Hoonzite had more direct knowledge of them than it seemed like Queen Barrel <laughs> did. In the live action though, like there's this implication that like the at least for Kunzite, but also for like Queen Barrel a bit, where like they were all kind of like in a weird limbo, sealed away, not fully there. So maybe just like there's just like context missing or like some part of the memory is not clear, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh now it is your episode, episode nineteen. Okay, my first note is Queen Metalia is waking up baby boys get praised. The title? Oh, Usagi's nervous Valentine. <laughs> so I guess Queen Barrel must be telling Jada and Nafarite that they did a good job. Because <laughs> I don't know what else that would mean. So Jada and Nafarite are very... They're friends here, which is weird, but I, like I guess because Kunzite is so... And Formidable. I can't wait till Zoysite's here, because he and Kunzite... I kind of get how they could have chemistry now, these versions. I don't know if they're going to bring Zoysite back. They're such assholes, though. Love them. <laughs> Love them all. And if your asshole can't see, like, your ship, then the ship can't see your asshole. I thought I took good notes on this one. I did not. <laughs> Everything is not fine Valentine's Day is this my is first Monaco note. gets Dark Kingdom headaches just like Mamoru. But I don't know if they're Dark Kingdom headaches or if they're, like, real life a problem headaches. It's unclear. I think later on we get the context that it's her using her powers to, like, hide herself or, like, like teleport headaches. Like, overuse because she's, like, in bed from using powers to, like, hide or whatever. Um, Luna and Ray meet up to talk about the princesses. Or to talk about the princess. But Ray won't tell Luna who the princess is. Just that she's spoken with her. Um, Monaco gives Artemis Valentine's chocolates and they're supposed to be like getting ready to leave again, but she's not. She's got headaches and is tired and not doing well. Um, and the first chocolate is a prank with a like pop up thing and we see like a cute Artemis like plush for the first time. I like the Artemis plushie. And to your point, I guess like it could be actual Monaco problems because at one point she says like six months. Right. Yeah. No, I have a note. (laughs) somewhere are Monaco's headaches dark kingdom or a brain tumor so I'm a little concerned about that because that would explain why she's being so mean to Ray. if she needs she's gonna die in six months and needs Ray to take care of Usagi I guess that would make sense she calls Ray the leader of the sailor said she right at some point too um so Usagi has is finally finishing up her scarf that she's still planning on giving to Mamoru but she doesn't know that Mamru and Hina are engaged. Does not know yet. Um, Ami and Mako kind of argue about whether or not to tell her. At this point, Ami is like constantly getting blown off by like everyone. Like Nobody she's like wants to hang out with alone her. in the karaoke like crown. She's like knitting a ton, and like it's like more and more of her outfit is like her wearing layers of stuff she's knitted, and like. 
she has like different colors out and like you see later oh she's making stuff for other people in their colors and it's very much like she's being ignored very badly for like so three or cute. four episodes yeah because usagi <laughs> just cares about mamaru and tuxedo mask and mako's running around trying to play wingman for usagi and ray is always off on her own um but so at usagi's house she comes out into the kitchen and there's a little girl sitting there. And the little girl is Usagi's mom's friend's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's a first grader. <laughs> she's asked Usagi if she's ever been in unrequited love. <laughs> I'm so surprised this character wasn't super mean to Usagi, but was actually her friend. No, they were so cute together. Yeah. Um. While this is happening, Matoki's has a valentine's president a valentine's president yes <laughs> a valentine's president from kamikichi's girlfriend Marilyn. and it's sad he doesn't have his own valentine but mako gives him the scarf that she made for school and he's so excited he's like oh thank you this is awesome and like even later like he's like oh look i wear the scarf he's like he's not like flirting with her he's just like super excited about it um so Usagi and Hikari, Hikari, yep, um, go out shopping and go for a walk and whatever for Valentine's Day, and it turns out that Hikari's unrequited love <laughs> is in love with his tutor. His tutor, I cannot talk, is in love with his tutor, who of course is Hina. Yeah, because. She loves this kid in her class named Daichi, and Daichi loves the 20-year-old tutor he has. Um, and she points them out while they're window shopping, because, of course, Usagi's better at pretending to be nice than Hikari is. is like, super sweet to Usagi and Hikari, but it's also, like, kind of patronizing to Usagi, but she does not process that. To be fair, Usagi's 14, Hina's, like, 18 or 19. Yeah, but she gives them candy roses and it is devastating to me. And oh. Usagi starts to eat her rose, but then like she sees that Hikari gives hers to like a passing younger by child. younger child. Yeah. She's like, oh, I can't do that. And then buys a big chocolate. And then Hikari buys a big chocolate and Usagi has no money. So she, she buys a little chocolate. But no. Uh, <laughs> The very next comment is pouty smoke is pouty smirky boys. So we must be back in the dark kingdom again. You didn't share your notes with me, so I'm just going off of what you give me. Yeah, pouty smirky boys. That's that's the whole bullet point. That's my favorite bit from like when Ren and Stippy are watching TV. Uh but yeah. Um So they um they they so the girls see Hina giving da- Daichi a Valentine's present and then rides away with Mamoru. Hikari cries, but Daichi sees her crying and asks what's wrong, and she gives him the Valentine's chocolates and he invites her to come play a game and eat the chocolates with him. And then like Usagi kind of just leaves, but also like Japan's much more big on like kid independence and like there's good public transit, so it's like okay, it's fine. It's fine. You're first graders. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. I guess a monster appears because my next note is Usagi winks and then flips over the monster so it runs into a wall. It's the same monster from last time and we see later that they're illusions. Um, Tuxedo Mask appears 
And Jadeite's like sneaky watching all of this. And Sailor Moon gives Tuxedo Mask the chocolates. And he says, don't you have anybody else to give this to? And she says, yeah, I made a scarf for him, but he has a girlfriend. He says, oh, I see. And she's like, oh, no, why am I telling Tuxedo Mask this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I see. I wonder who the guy she likes is. That has a girlfriend. That has a girlfriend. He's so fucking stupid. Because, like, he knows both of her identities. I feel like he forgets that he knows what's going on. He must not remember her saying. Like, what is he thinking? Like, oh, like, I'll try and think about who her boyfriend is later when I'm on Shadow Slasher and, (laughs) like, thinking about it. Maybe I'll ask Shadow Slasher. He never tells you what he does. (laughs) Then, while this is going on, Ray is out looking for Monaco, figuring the enemy is trying to follow her and will show up where she is. And so she gets there just in time to see Nephrite stepping on Venus's ass and grabbing the back of her neck to steal the crystal tiara off her head. But turns out, oh, to be continued. <laughs> Episode 20. <laughs> Noah's Mamoru's fiance. It turns out it's fake. Monaco has an entire case full of fake Lunchbox. tiaras. Um, <laughs> Kunzite wants a sailor guardian of his own. Yeah, Kunzite's watching this and like Nephrite's hand gets hurt, but Kunzite's like, I gotta get me one. And it's like such a thing. It's like, oh my goodness. Um, Ray knows that Monaco's going out of her way to draw attention to herself. Asks, almost asks if she's really the princess. Monaco tells Ray that she's the leader of the soldiers. This is when I'm like, wait, are Monaco's headaches Dark Kingdom related or a brain tumor? Because she has six months. Um, <coughs> Queen Barrel scolds Nephrite for being a failure. Jadeite defends him. No. Too many boys. Yeah. Scolds Nephrite for being a failure. Jadeite defends him. Kunzite taunts them. That's the that's the vibe. Failure. Just to note, he says, Sailor Senshi, I want one for myself. Not which is even more like Gotta get one of those. <laughs> yeah, gotta get one of those. <laughs> um Knitting is the longest plot line on the show. Mako wants to tell Usagi that Mamoru and Hina are engaged. Ray's ready to fight on her own if necessary. Ami tries to give her tea, but Ray goes out to fight. Right after Mako leaves, too. Everyone is always going their separate ways, but Ami is sure it will work out. That it's time for a double date. Lonely steam from her teacups. Lonely steam. <laughs> Tuxedo Mask thinks it's a good idea to wait for Mamoru. Then maybe I'll, it'll all work out. Usagi thinks because Usagi and Mamoru are both idiots and they're perfect for each other. Um, Hikari visits Usagi and wants her to chaperone her and Daichi. Daichi is going to bring Mamoru, so it's going to be a double date because Hina's busy tutoring somebody else, I guess. And they're just like, oh, we'll escort this kid. And then, like, Hikari was very much like last episode, I'm not going to lose to her. And she, like, brings that heat to Usagi. It's like, you're not going to lose to her either. Fuck Hina. (laughs) She gets no boys. It's so funny. Um, they have like this cute little it's an obstacle course badminton dodgeball picnic park. It's the perfect date for Hina to see Mamoru and Usagi in love and be patronizing. Oh, he's with that little girl. Mamoru holds Daichi's hand, Daichi holds Hikari's hand, and Hikari holds Usagi's hand. And they're a whole nice hand holding mine. And Mako's just sneaking around watching. <laughs> She's not as tall, so it's easier. <laughs> Um, while this is all going on and Ray's out trying to make sure she's ready to fight on her own if she has to, 
She keeps split second seeing all these old monsters, including the airplane man. And I was so excited when the airplane man showed back up. Um, the airplane man was in Ray's first episode. So basically, Kunzite is making these shadow monsters. Jadeite whines at him. Jadeite and Ephraite bring down the IQ of the room. Oh, Kunzite tells them <laughs> that him and Ephraite bring down the IQ of the room. <laughs> Artemis is trying to take care of Monaco. You're dumb as rocks, and I've seen it. Monaco says that, it only ha- that she only has six months and that she hopes Mars will awaken soon. And here's when we learn the whole, like, oh, they're engaged, but they're not going to get married till they graduate, and, like, they were childhood friends, and she, and she only had eyes for him or whatever. Yep, Usagi's going to give Mamoru the scarf, but the kids come back with Hina. Usagi seamlessly gives up her seat for Hina as Daichi reveals that they're engaged. Usagi thinks she sees monsters, but also just can't deal, so she runs away. But she keeps seeing the monsters, so she transforms. And then Tuxedo Mask shows up, but runs into Mako, who realizes he's Mamoru because she's been stalking them. Mm-hmm. Ami finishes knitting and stretches as Luna's asleep on the table, and then walks home by herself all alone and gets attacked by Kunzai. Says, I can't wait until I've got you under my thumb. First of all, there's no point in calling your friends. They, weren't, they won't come. Sailor Mercury, from now on, you're mine. He magic swords her into evil and smirks. <laughs> All the girls can sense it as the monster shadows disappear. You can do this because I know you're really like this part. And then Luna is on a blanket that Abby knitted, just asleep in the base. And you see each of the girls has like a different colored knit item that was made by Abby. And also, only Abby's placemat is at the like at the table anymore. It was the best ending shot there's been on this, I'm pretty sure. It, like, it got me right in the feels. And no offense, but I think Ami might look good evil. I can't wait. The next two episodes are evil Ami episodes. (laughs) Very excited. It's very exciting. Is it uh, next time is... 21, 23, and 43, 44, we said? Or is it less? 21 through 23, 43, and 44. So three live action. Yep, yep. That's exciting. Um, And yeah, what a fun set of episodes. They were like all kind of nonsense episodes, but also like had their moments where they hurt you. Yeah. Still don't know what the fuck is up with Alan, though. So I can connect, actually. I saw when I was looking that... The the actress for Ami plays another character in Toku a couple of years later. You want to see? Sure. Pretty cute. She plays Hakira, the sister of Koda from Kamen Rider Game. So basically, in Kamen Rider Game, um, it's about this guy who's like a couple years too old to be in a street dancing gang. <laughs> but he starts making money playing Pokemon. And then finds out about genocide. And she's his sister that's like, I'm not taking your rent money from playing games. Like, get a real job. Help people. And yeah, she's like, she's not that important, but (laughs) she's a character. I'm excited for evil Ami arc. Yeah. I'm excited to see evil Ami and Kunzite interact. I think that's what I'm most excited about. Now, do you think that evil Ami is just Zoisite dressed up or is it like definitely Ami? <laughs> it's definitely Ami. Okay. I still can't believe you didn't know that it was Zoisite. I was super confused. Like, oh, it's just a monster. Nope. It is 
I thought Zoe Sly had better things to do, but better things to do than dress up like Sailor Moon for his boyfriend. You know, what better things to do are there? Well, he couldn't fit in the Luna costume convincingly. So, <laughs> well, he could fit in it, but not like enough. For, not PG. That's what I'll say. <laughs> oh my god, I'm still can't believe that they were just like. I mean, yeah, Zoisa has a ponytail. Zoisa could be a girl. But no, um, that's Sailor Moon. That is Sailor Moon. Sorry for the weird Sunday night vibes. Yeah. No, vibes are immaculate. Um, we did a short episode, actually. We, like, pounded through that. Like we a- will. Hopefully life will stop sucking over and over again. And we will be on track next month for real. Hey, and sometimes um, when life is bad, it keeps sucking. By the time we record next one, I will have to have officially decided whether or not I'm having a Sailor Moon birthday like I thought I was or if I'm having a jackass birthday. So stay tuned for that. At one point, there is a very cute Johnny Knoxville cardigan. I want one so bad. That's pink. And if you know how to get one of those, let me know. I'll commission it or whatever. Uh, fans, but uh, yeah. Um, also, there must be like good. I would love to see like the what's it called? Is it just fan art of like, oh, here's like the Sailor Scouts and they're dressed like Disney princesses, but like they're dressed like jackass characters. That would be so good. Okay, who would be who? Who would be who? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> I think Ray would be Bam. Okay. Interesting pick. Well, Usagi has to be Johnny Knoxville, right? <laughs> Not necessarily. I could see Usagi being Steve-O. I don't think Usagi would be Steve-O. The butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we can also throw in Tuxedo Mask Luna at Artemis if it, if it makes it easier. I think that Mako is probably Pontius. Yeah, I see that. Who's Ami? Maybe Ami's the folk group here. Okay, so if we're going to say Bam is Ray. Ami, is Ami Stevo? Or is that not a match? I will have to get back to you on this. My brain has gone to sleep already. Maybe Johnny Knoxville's Minako. Oh, maybe. And Usagi is Steve-O. Maybe. Like, uh, hey. That makes sense. I'm the fake main character. Mm-hmm. Ray's Bam. Um, Mako's body. So we just need to fit in Ami. Would that make Ami the mustard penis, or? I don't think Ami's Dave. They don't know if it's um, to the uh, cast of Jackass, but there are some people who are there to do studs and don't have as much character work in there, but I don't know. Yeah, Ami's hard to, to pin down. Unless Ami's like... Who's Luna? The director. See, Luna and Artemis can be April and <laughs> Phil. Phil. I love <laughs> the scene where Ray's just beating the crap out of fucking... <laughs> Artemis. Yeah, it's hard for Ami because, like, 
She's smart and she's not whiny. Maybe Ami is Ryan. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the closest. Ryan's a smart one. That's like not saying anything. I was like, I don't think you can call any of them the smart one. I think you could call, um, I think there's got to be a smart one. I think in the third movie and the third and a half movie, Steve O's the smart one because he <laughs> has the reputation of being the most reckless and he does and he barely does. <laughs> he definitely picks and chooses his battles in that one. He's basically like, oh, everyone knows I'm the most insane. So I just have to do one bad stunt and then they'll forget about me the rest right, of the time. I just have to get knocked into a fire pit by swinging balls of fire but besides that i meant the one with the uh porta potty but yeah was that in 2.5 then oh i think that was in 2.5 no that was like 3d camera so that was in three. Oh, okay they've all blurred together because we would literally watch them like we literally watched like five of them in five days it was good oh it was a good time i was coping uh Let's not get into that. No, we're not getting into that. But speaking of coping, uh, next month, there'll be more Sailor Moon. But till then, the birds. Yeah. I just ended that abruptly. Happy Valentine's Day. That was terrifying. Mazel tov. I'm still eating my chocolate. You can't podcast. Yeah. I totally won't use this for anything. That's my podcast thing. Are our levels very high? <laughs>